Welcome back, guys, to the Full Send Podcast. I'm here with two of my really good friends, my co-host over here. I've got Monroe Miller, and then I've got the man, the myth, the legend, uh, probably one of the fittest humans I've ever met in my life. Luke Trafton is also on the call. Guys, what's going on? Another day. Another day. <laughs> Just living. Just waiting for Luke to watch and tell me how, you know. Unfit I am, I guess. Or at least uh, like, get on top of the leaderboard again. And you get to compare times against Luke and just realize how unfit you are, you know? Uh, he, he still gets me. He still gets me from time to time. Luke, I think I've beaten you maybe in one workout in my entire life. What did you get in 19.1? 19.1, was that the wall ball rowing? Wall ball one? rowing. Wall ball rowing. Um... I have beyond the whiteboard up in the background. One second. Yeah. Anyway, so you know, you know, Shelby Whittington is right, or I guess formerly yeah. Shelby Hall. Yeah. So yeah. she was she was judging me in that one, and I that was it was the best workout of my life. And and I get done, or maybe she texts me the next day, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, I think you beat Luke Trafton by one rep." And I knew exactly who you were, and I knew how fit <laughs> you were, and I was like, I was like, "This will never happen again." And I think in all of my time at Verity. I don't think I've beaten you in a single workout so far. I've been close. There was that one power snatch and wall ball workout that we did one time. And I think you beat me by a rep or two. It was like two. I posted a really good score and I was like, maybe this is the day. And then you did it and then you beat me. And I was like, it's never going to happen. I vividly remember that one because I had to go to a painful place to try and, you know, you guys put those up in the morning. So we have some days. But um, now 19-1, it was nine plus 19. Yeah, I'd have to do the math in my head. I think total reps was like 362, but don't, I remember don't me on the, that. It was something the like first that. attempt, it was 9 plus 17, and then redid it 9 plus 19, and Vinny was my judge. And he, yeah. I was laying down, you know, doing the whole dramatic, breathing hard, and I remember he said, so was it worth it for two reps? <laughs> and was it? At that point, yeah, it was. <laughs> it always is, man. I mean, two reps when you're on the leaderboard in the open is that's, – that's, that's a decent amount of spots. Hmm. Especially with one like that, that was just boom, boom, boom. You couldn't yeah. take any breaks. Yeah, definitely was. Monroe, what's up, man? Dude, just another day. Trying to uh, get everything in line for this gym. To Yeah. You know, everybody's uh, – you know, there's a lot of people that are upset about, you know, having another two weeks or whatever. But it's kind of been a blessing because I am not ready to open by any yeah, means. Man. The gym is, like, literally in absolute chaos right now. The Mats are just in a big stack and, you know, half the equipment's still coming and so, but things are starting to come together, you know. Awesome, man. An everyday labor of love kind of thing, but yeah, getting there. Um, Well, cool, man. Go ahead. And I know on the last podcast, you know, we gave a little bit of update on what's going on at the gym. Um, What's going on there? Um, When do you anticipate maybe having some of the flooring done and and maybe having the thing, you know, kind of be being ready, obviously not ready to use just due to the current, you know, current situation, everything. We got to wait on that, but uh, you know, so when you're going to have everything in place. Uh, I mean, I think this one is going to be a, uh, a, uh, a sprint to the finish line, depending mm-hmm. on what happens with the opening. But so we're getting the fan and all the electric work done this Saturday. <laughs> How's the, f- uh, all right. So for and the, the listeners- floor goes in next week. So it's like, okay. I got to get this floor down quick and, yeah how's how's the fan coming along uh it's sitting in a bunch of boxes uh <laughs> it's not coming along so i gotta rent a lift uh morgan's dad is uh, a commercial electrician 
Yeah. So he's going to come out and help us and um, we're going to run some conduit and, you know, stuff like that. It's awesome to have people like that on your team for context for listeners here. They, they bought what's called a big ass fan. Now I used to work in sports management, so I know I'm very familiar with what these things are. Biggest fan you could ever imagine. They're, they're really good. I couldn't ever imagine having to install one. And, and Pat, and Pat and I were talking the other day and he, he was talking to me a little bit about bringing it out, getting it in the gym, doing some other stuff. And I was just like, man, I'm so glad I don't have to do that project. It's like a 14 foot fan. It's ridiculous, but <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's a good little segue into, you know, when, when the time becomes appropriate and we do reopen, we're going to do some stuff that's going to be a little bit different as far as the format goes in today's episode that we're going to be talking about is we're talking about programming and we're going to kick it off with first kind of the direction that Verity is going to go into. And I'm going to let, I'm going to let you two talk about that a little bit. So Monroe, uh, if you want to talk about the new format, why don't we bring that up? And then what is, uh, what's Luke's role going to be kind of going forward? Yeah. Um, so super excited to, uh, have Luke as our head programmer. So he's going to be taking care of all of the programming for our classes. Um, which is awesome. I mean, me and Luke have been working together for a couple of years now and there's probably nobody that I trust more to do that. Um, and I really think that he and I have kind of a lot of the same ideals when it comes to programming. Um, and yeah, you know, like just same with like Lauren does a lot of the social media stuff for the gym. And whenever I hand off a piece like that, I don't want input in it. Like I just want to trust the person and say, Hey, this is your piece. Take it Good and go and run with it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so far, I mean, Luke's put out a couple awesome weeks of programming for the first couple, but, uh, but yeah, so Luke will be doing all the programming. Um, and I thought that was really important, especially going into our new space because of, uh, the way that we're kind of planning to set things up. So we're doing uh, what I'm calling an eight lane model uh, and this will work really well. And this was kind of our plan before uh, all the social distancing and everything happened. But um, the gym is set up with eight sets of equipment, eight full sets of equipment mm -hmm. uh, and eight specific lanes for each athlete. Um, so each, each athlete will have a 10 foot wide lane that has a set of rings, a wall ball target, a squat rack, three options for pull-up bars. Uh, they'll have, and then we have, we're getting eight skis, uh, eight bikes, and we'll have eight rowers. So, um, since we're investing so much in these new equipment, um, I wanted to make sure that they were getting used. Uh, and you know, part of the problem with following a copy and paste program or some other program from just the internet uh, is it's not really specific to what you can do in your facility and, you know, what, what equipment you have. Um, so super excited about that. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Luke, uh, I guess my first question is, you know, how excited are you to kind of take on programming and is this something that you've, that you've wanted to do, I guess, for Verity for, for a long time or how did, how did you come to bring that up to Monroe? So actually, when um, when he mentioned it to me, I was actually pretty excited. And the funny thing is, I told him since all this quarantine stuff, Katie and I, we've been watching a lot of you know documentaries, Netflix, like everyone. And um, she had yeah. never seen any of the fittest ones. Or oh, those are great. And we watched Froning. And <laughs> at one point in it, he said his favorite part about CrossFit was programming, mm -hmm. figuring out what works, what doesn't work. 
And I remember we were watching this a few weeks back and I paused it and I told her, I'm like, that's probably one of my favorite things too. It's just fun. You know, a lot of people don't like it. Some people get nervous. They don't want to upset people or make it too easy or make it too difficult. But I think it's just like anything when you've been around it long enough, you have a good sense of what, you know, you're looking for and what to get out of it. So when he mentioned that, I was pretty excited about that. Um, I know the coaches a while back, we were alternating like Saturdays programming some partner wants. And those are always fun. We try and keep them fun for partners while also making people fit. But I think programming more at the individual level, it's, you know, not to make the hardest workout five days a week. It was more just like, okay, we're going to get people fit and we're going to have fun and we're going to, you know, make it constantly varied. Not every day has to be a 25 minute AMRAP, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the three of us can probably all agree upon, you know, that sort of programming format and everything. So how so we were following, you know, um, we had a you know set guide to programming uh, prior to all that stuff. So what are what are some of the differences um, between what we're doing, I guess, with Diablo and what you're going to be doing here kind of going forward? So it's going to be a little bit more. I don't want to say classic CrossFit, but it is going to have a little bit more of that, you know, kettlebells, barbells, dumbbells. Um, it's going to be different, you know, every day it's going to be, you know, one day's rounds for time, one day's AMRAP, one day's intervals, one day's a longer one, one day's a shorter one, but it's also going to be, you know, we're going to try and utilize that new time format and the mm -hmm. days where it's a shorter piece, you know, a two to three minute piece, we're going to have an extra core section. Um, or it's going to be, you know, one skill session a week since we don't always have time to work on things like rope climbs, pistols, we're going to get that chance once a week to have a skill session. And then we're going to have an extra core piece. But other than that, um, other than the metabolic conditioning, the strength, it's going to focus on two to three lifts for like a five to six week cycle. Uh, the pressing movements are, we're going to follow the Wendler method, five, three, one. Oh yeah. That's um, a, and that's a, for anybody who's listening, that's a, that's a great read. It's a really easy read as well. Five through and I'll link that in the description as well. Cool. Yeah. So that'll be for the pressing movements. And then we'll have, um, like for instance, the first month, since we might have to be starting outside, it was going to be squatting, but we had to adjust it. So now it's going to be deadlifting, you know, stuff like that. But I love that. It was strength. We can't really constantly vary it as much as a metabolic conditioning. Cause you know, if we just do push press Monday, back squat Tuesday, deadlift Wednesday, strict press Thursday. If you're not following any type and building on it, it's really not going to do as much for you. Whereas constantly varying the Metcon, you know, that's fun. It keeps you fit, keeps your lungs in shape. But as far as strength, I mean, I'm a big fan of, and a believer of following a set program for five to six weeks, focusing on a few lifts. And then, you know, the next time adding in a few more lifts, but uh, it's also my understanding we're going to keep up with the barbell on Saturdays too. Um, that doesn't mean we're not going to do Olympic lifts Monday through Friday. We're definitely going to do them. Um, but it's going to have more of a focus on a few specific lifts over the course of a month and a half. And then the Metcons are going to be a little bit more classic CrossFit, not necessarily, you know, always following a 21, 15, nine or different, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be some different stuff. Um, but I've already done a couple weeks and, you know, I show him to Monroe and, you know, I was happy that he was happy with it. Um, and I'm the type of person I'm going to look at him 
you know, after I publish them four or five different times and probably make a couple. Yeah, of I know that feeling. So. Yep, definitely. Uh, Monroe, I don't know if I've experienced, you know, your programming outside of, you know, you do some modifications to the program that we were seeing through Diablo. You obviously have done your own stuff as far as like Olympic, the Olympic lifting and stuff goes. I mean, what is, what's the methodology that you, uh, that you enjoy using with, uh, with Verity and kind of uh, what are some suggestions and stuff you've made kind of working with Luke here? Yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're on the same page about, I think, uh, what, what's important, you know, structure. The, the great thing about CrossFit every day is different, but, you know, <clears throat> especially with strength training, it's hard to get maximally strong or really get good at something if you're not working through some kind of progression. Uh, and that's really why I liked Diablo, but it just wasn't always the right format for what we were doing. Um, and, you know, it's obviously, it's, it's written for their gym, not our gym. So, um, you know, CrossFit works and we're not trying to reinvent the wheel, but, um, you know, we just want to make it fun, you know, and that's, that's my big thing with programming and why I don't personally like programming, um, is because like Luke was saying, like you kind of have to deal with people that are like, Oh, why'd you write this workout? That was so hard. And it's like, well, do you want it to be easy? Like it shouldn't, you know, it should be hard, but there should also be a dose of like, you know, we're working on skill and everything else. So, um, super glad to pass that off. And, you know, that's part of the reason we were doing Diablo. It's also very time consuming with everything else. Um, I have to do as an, you can as get an incredibly time consuming. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like, yeah. And to, and to write workouts that don't suck every single day, you know, it's, it's tough. Um, one thing that, you know, Luke kind of, snuck in that we wanted to do this podcast to kind of announce and we've kind of toyed around with it um or talked about it so far um is this new time format so you know as long as we've been open we've always done hour-long classes and there's awesome parts to that i mean that's how i was that's how i was introduced to crossfit um and, you know, moving into this new space, we wanted to make something that's accessible for more people and also give us the opportunity as coaches to uh, make it a simple way to um, help people achieve their goal um, based on, you know, just simply saying, hey, which classes are you coming to? Um, so instead of doing 60 minute classes, we're going to do 30 minute classes and every other class will be a Metcon the other classes will be a strength class, right? So if you have been doing CrossFit for any amount of time, you know that the fun workouts are, oh, let's go to the gym, we warm up, we hit a little strength piece, chill out for a few minutes, and then we hit a short Metcon, you know, 15, 10, 15 minutes, couplets and triplets. That's the fun stuff that everyone likes to do. True CrossFit programming is like, okay, let's program a 5K run happens when you program 5k run no one shows up besides, right, no one besides me up. and luke and we get to race yeah. each other and then luke, luke's yeah. on top again <laughs> <laughs> right no nobody shows up right yeah. no one shows up shows up because 5k run sucks and they can do that at home and while that is good crossfit programming uh it, if nobody shows up to the class i'm not helping anybody get fitter right if you're programming workouts that nobody wants to come to you're kind of defeating the purpose of programming them, you know? So, um, we're moving to this 30 minute class. Um, and it'll basically take the best of what I think most people like in CrossFit, which is, you know, couplets and triplets, 10 to 15 minutes. Um, 
and people like lifting weights, you know, in, in my experience, people like lifting weights every day. Um, just like they like doing Metcons every day. So this gives you the flexibility to do that. Um, and if you're been doing CrossFit for a while, you can just go to a strength class and then go to a Metcon and it'll be just like how it's always been for you. Um, but it also leaves people the option to show up on the half hour. So they don't have to wait like 55 minutes if they're late for class. They can jump into the Metcon first and then hit the strength class right after. Um, and it also, like I was saying, from a coaching perspective, people have different goals. You know, some people don't want to lift weights. Okay, well, you can just show up to Metcons, you know. Um, or some people just want to lift weights and they want to get stronger. I'm talking to a guy, uh, a friend who does jujitsu right around the corner, and he's like, man, I really need some strength work. I'd love to come to a strength class. Um, and so he can just show up on the weightlifting classes and leave and be done with his gym in 30 minutes. So pretty excited about that. Um, and I think, I think a lot of people like it once you sort out the kinks. Yeah. It's a little bit of a change, but I, I love the flexibility for all of that. Cause there's, there's plenty of days More where you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You come in and you take a look and you're just like, Oh man, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to deadlift today or my back's feeling like it's, you know, inflamed or something, but you could come in and you could do that, you know, the metabolic conditioning point to that. And I love that you can kind of have an option to that or come in 30 minutes and just, you know, get in, get your stuff done and then go. Well, Luke, we get to switch it back over to you. Um, you've seen, you know, quite a bit of you know, individual success as far as CrossFit goes. Um, you know, you got to go down to Miami, you got to compete there, you won an event there, which was really cool. Um, you know, what's your story as far as, you know, when did you come into CrossFit? You know, I know you were a swimmer in your background and then how did, how did you get so good? <laughs> so the funny thing is I feel like I found CrossFit in the most like cliche way possible. Uh, I'd graduated college. I had no desire to swim anymore. So over two years, I kept eating the same amount, I was drinking the same amount. And then I remember the dawning moment, I was sitting on my couch with my shirt off. And I looked down at my little gut and I was like, what the heck is this? What is that? Because, you know, after running cross country and swimming my entire life, I have never, I had never been overweight. And, you know, when I'm sure a lot of people can, you know, relate when it happens over time, you don't notice, you see your, you know, you see yourself in the mirror every single day and it's a gradual change. So you don't really notice it all at once. And then all of a sudden it hits you. It just like, hits you. Yeah. And, um, so I started just going to a little globo gym and I just found myself winding up on the treadmill every day using machines like incline bench and stuff that I had no idea how to work. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so once I got bored of that, my friend, you know, recommended, he's like, Hey, I go to this CrossFit gym, you know, you should try it out. You know, I went there and gave him the whole spiel. Yeah. You know, I swam in school. They had this like on-ramp program. I'm like, Oh, do I have to do that? Can I just like jump in? I was, yeah, I was that person. All of us were dude. Yeah. Like I, I was, I was like, I'm super fit, bro. I don't, yeah. I don't need to do an on-ramp and I, you know, we all need to do it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, no, they, they were really strict about it. They said, no, you have to do the on-ramp. So Good for know, them. I respected that. And I joined, it was only two days a week for three weeks. And after the first day, I was lifeguarding part-time at the beach. And we did some pull-ups. And I had to go to double green bands to do strict pull-ups. Luke Trafton had to start with, all right, I want everyone to take note of that. Okay, how you get as fit as Luke Trafton. When you start pull-ups, two green bands. That's double something. That's awesome. And I never would have guessed that about you, Luke. Oh, it, it was awful. And I went to lifeguard the next day. And I could not put my arms down. I, I looked like I was doing this big. <laughs> 
bloated bro walk along the beach. My arms were just so lat spread. Under <laughs> everything. I'm like, if I had to save a life today, I don't know if I could. But <laughs> no, I just and I had a lot of fun. I was kind of drawn to the whole, um, the whole. Uh, I don't want to say competitiveness, but you know, you you'd push your friends, you'd push each other. You're all doing the same thing. Everyone's good at stuff. Everyone's bad at stuff. So that's definitely what drew me to it at first. But then, you know, once I started noticing, like, you know, the physical changes, not just that, but, like, I was just much happier. You know, I was losing weight. I wasn't eating like crap, drinking like crap. I was trying to balance out everything so I could get the most out of the gym membership. And I was up in Maine doing that for a year. And then I moved down to Virginia. And up in Maine, it was $80 a month unlimited because rent is so cheap up there. Everything up there and uh, when I moved down here I just couldn't afford it I moved down here to start uh, swim coaching for my full-time job and I couldn't afford it so I took a couple years off and just really missed it I was finding myself trying to do CrossFit workouts without any equipment and after a while I just made myself a deal and I said you know what I'll make it work with my budget so I cut some things back joined a CrossFit gym uh, CrossFit and Pavitas, which is now closed, but I was there for a year and a half, loved it, got back into it, and then went to, uh, I was at Ashburn CrossFit for a half a year, and I was at CrossFit Loudon for a year and a half, and then found myself at Verity, and I ended up at Verity because after the Open in 2017, actually Monroe is a big reason why I found Verity, I don't know if you knew that, but after the Open in 2017, I realized I was like, you know what? I think I could be, I don't want to say like good, but I'm like, I think I could be decent. I think I could, you know, I have the desire to push myself to get fit. I had the flexibility with my remote job at that time. And, you know, 2017, the place to be was, you know, CrossFit Verity. Everyone was like, that's where you go to get fit. Yeah. You know, and you look up Monroe that year. Monroe, how high did you place in 17.5? 17.5. So that was one of them. I placed top 103 workouts yeah. in the region. Yeah. So that was one of them. Yeah. And, you know, I come to Verity and, you know, I was talking to him and Scott. Uh, at the time, there was a comp program. So I hit normal classes for a month and then kind of merged into the whole Misfit stuff and just really started pushing it at a different level. But it was cool because you had people around you that wanted the same thing. Yeah. So it didn't feel like a chore. It didn't feel like I was there for three hours a session, but it was, you know, and that was my priority. I was single at the time. I had nothing. I'm like, you know, let's get fit with my friends. You know, why not? And full send baby. Yeah. And that, I mean, that, that pretty much went consistently for, you know, uh, pretty much a couple of years. And 2018 was probably one of my best opens. Um, and then 2019 was a pretty good one, but I wasn't as focused on it because that's the first year that there was no regionals and, yeah. you know, regionals was the goal. Um, by no means was I like close in 2018 or anything like that, but you know, that was the goal. Keep pushing forward here. So they get yeah. rid of regionals and then 19, I still pushed it as hard as I could. I think I redid every workout except for 19.5. That was the one with all those chest bars, so I think I tore. Um, I didn't want to redo it, but that's that's when that was one of the worst workouts I've ever done. Yeah, just <laughs> chest bar pull-ups in general for me are just 
they don't typically go that well and you throw a high volume amount in there and it was just lots yeah. and lots of fun and that was about the time we stopped following the blog and um started hitting you know trying to get trying to bring the community back to it because the whole comp side is kind of isolating us off the side of the gym which you know monroe did a good job recognizing that it was just day to day like i didn't realize it and you know we were off the side doing our own thing trying not to get in the way of class i don't know if people were like were intimidated about it or it was just like oh verity is a competition only gym that type of thing so it wasn't the atmosphere we wanted yeah. But then we went back to hit and workouts. Just, you know, hit them really hard. Hit them once a day. Take them, you know, do them in class. And then start to be fun again. You know, it didn't, um, you weren't in there for three hours. You're in there for an hour and a half, chatting with friends, hitting the same workout as everyone else. You know, just hitting it really hard. And I didn't lose any fitness. You know? Wait, so you're saying, you're saying that volume is not the answer. Ah. <laughs> I think, yeah. I'm sure all of us have gone through that same experience. I mean, I went through that probably right, right when I, you know, kind of came into Verity, you know, kind of the turn of the year, you know, I had been hitting workouts a lot, you know, there was probably three pieces to almost every single day. And eventually you just kind of get to a point where it's like, you know, uh, regionals, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. And you make that mind shift into, I just want to, you know, uh, I want to look pretty good and I want to be able to live a, a pretty healthy and good life. And uh, yeah, right. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And, but I think all of us have gone through that same transition as far as volume and everything goes. And, you know, when I had talked to Monroe initially, um, you know, he kind of shared that, that story of him and the transformation of the gym and going from, you know, the, the competitive gym, quote unquote, um, to, to being more of a, a general related service. So Monroe, I'd, I'd like you to talk a little bit about kind of, you know, Verity programming through the years and uh, just kind of how that's changed. Yeah, so like when Luke when Luke came on with us, um, you know, it it was very. So I am not. I didn't go to school for business. You know, I didn't. I didn't start as a businessman by any means. I opened a gym because I wanted. I didn't want anyone to tell me when I had to go home. You know, because that's what that's what it was at the last gym. It was I wanted to do more. I wanted to be competitive. And I was like, I got to do all these workouts. And the owner at the time wasn't about that, you know, for reasons that I can understand now. But, yeah. um, so we opened Verity and, and, and it was very selfish. Like my training, me owning that gym, it was all about me and my training. I, you know, I was there because I could train for three, four hours a day and everything I had was right there. I had my own coaching. I was getting private coaching from Matt Sherburn uh, at Misfit Athletics. Mm -hmm. And it kind of went from like the gen pop and the comp team. And um, at a point I was like, well, you know, the workouts I'm doing are no better than the workouts that I'm programming for class. And I truly believe that. Um, I don't think that what people are like, this is a good workout or this is a bad workout. Like, there's, there's different stimulus, but it's hard to say like, well, this is bad programming. Um, and so what I did was I was just like, well, everybody in the gym is going to follow the same thing that I'm following, which is competitive CrossFit training. Um, that's not necessarily the best thing for everyone as we've mm -hmm. come to find out. Um, <laughs> yep. and you know, back to the, 
you know, if, if no one's going to show up to class, then you're not getting people fitter. And while I totally think that, you know, sprinting the assault bike for like 20 intervals of 15 calories with a minute rest is that's going to help you get fitter for sure. Um, it's not necessarily something that most people are going to want to show up for. Um, so I put, uh, basically I pushed the people from, uh, doing gem pop and misfit and i just had everybody do misfit and scaled it for the class um and then you know people started to kind of fall off because it sucks to train like that day in and day out if you're just trying to you know have fun and get a workout in um and so then we pushed everybody into class and switched to diablo um which or well we initially did misfit um affiliate programming and that was kind of not exactly what i was looking for um and then we've been doing diablo ever since so i'm super excited to take this next step in having luke program because i think it's going to be um it's going to be very specific to us and our community and what we need and he can see like oh well you know we now that we have eight skiers we can actually program skiing workouts as a class you know and i think that things like that are important same thing with sandbags or sleds you know all that stuff's important. So that's yeah. kind of where we've been. Yeah. yeah that's going to be, that's going to be super cool. I'm looking forward to all that. I, I haven't been a part of a gym where there's been eight skiers or, you know, you, you posted the echo bikes are on their way, which is super cool. We actually get to make that a part of training. You know, we did what we could with, you know, the five or the four salt bikes that we had in the two skiers, but um, Luke, that's gotta be pretty exciting to actually be able to utilize any of that equipment. That's not something that all coaches get access to. Oh, I can't wait. When he said like um, the list of equipment we were going to have, it, it opens it up. I mean, and yeah, you know, we keep mentioning the skier, but the skier is really unlike anything else. It's like when I joined Verity, they had two and they were the only gym I knew of in the area that had even one. So, like, the first time yeah. I was on it, I was like, oh, you know, this isn't going to be so bad. And, you know, rowing gets your legs, gets your arms a little bit. Biking gets your legs and your lungs. Running gets your legs. Skiing is the only thing that really isolates those arms and abs. So, it's such a good tool to just tax your shoulders and your core and then ask you to do some complicated gymnastics. I, I can't wait to, to get to uh, start messing around with those things in the program. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I got to give a shout out to my wife. Um, that was like all her with the skier thing. Um, you know, cause I always saw the ski as like, Oh, well that's a competitive type thing. You know, that's a, you know, we have two, we don't ever use them. We use them in like, if people want to do extra work or whatever, they use skiers and that's fine. Um, and Morgan was like, I love the skier. That's like my favorite thing. And she was like, why don't we program them for class? And I was like, huh, why don't we program them for class? Is it because we only have two or do we only have two because our programming never has them in it? Um, and that's where I started kind of getting down this rabbit hole of like, maybe we should, you know, do this all in house and, you know, really make it something unique uh, and different than all the other CrossFit gyms in the area. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Morgan, for that. Yeah, I, shout out Morgan. Yeah. The skier is, is easily my favorite monostructural uh, related movement to do. So I'm, I'm super excited to be able to use that for this next step, guys. I'd, I'd like to go through maybe just a couple of the, maybe the common questions that we get as far as programming goes. And I'm going to say maybe even like objections that we deal with. So maybe somebody kind of comes up and addresses, you know, 
hey, why aren't we doing, you know, more kipping pull-ups or strict pull-ups or something? So is there something off the top of your guys' head where you guys get, you know, probably more questions about programming um, than anything else? Monroe, you want to take that one first? <laughs> well, uh, I don't – like, what is a movement that – I don't quite understand the question. Um, so the, the most common questions you get about programming, why don't we do X – how do we measure, you know, fitness over time? I feel like I'm less fit in this programming, um, anything like that. People like, I find that people don't normally ask questions about programming. They just say whether they like it or not. They're like, yeah, this is good program. This is bad programming. They don't take the extra step to say, well, why, you know, or what, why are you saying that it's bad programming? Is it bad programming because you don't like the workout because you're bad at it or is it getting you hurt? Um, and in my opinion, like number one, People are here to have fun and get fitter. So as long as we're not hurting people and everyone's having a good time, CrossFit is fun, man. Like CrossFit, doing traditional classic CrossFit, constantly very high intensity functional movement, you know, that stuff works. Um, and yeah, the, the movements that we kind of stay away from and you know, I have had people say, hey, why don't we do sumo deadlift high pulls or why don't we do medicine ball squat cleans, um, which are two of the you know foundational movements of CrossFit um, in the L1. Uh, and, you know, I have my personal bias and hatred towards those two movements for mm-hmm. my own personal reasons. But, yeah, I mean, normally people are like, you know, they just say it's good or bad. Um, you know, they don't really ask questions about, like, you know, hey, why aren't we doing this? So, at least in my experience. For Got me, you. Um, Luke, what about you? For me, the only things I've really, you know, gotten to experience with that, because mainly I've just been doing the Saturday wad every now and then. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much just the comment like, oh, like, I didn't like that. Or, you know, can we do this next time? Pretty much just personal recommendations or personal feeling, like if they didn't like the wad or, oh, we, you know, we ran earlier this week. Why did we run again? Stuff like that. But, you know, constantly varied. My, the thing with that is I don't think constantly varied means you only see one thing a week and then you try and cram in every single movement in a full week and hit them all. I mean, constantly varied could mean you run Monday, Tuesday, and then you don't run again like for another week. You know, you can squat like Monroe's doing the squat every day right now. You can squat back to back to back to back. <laughs> So people might not like to do that, but you know, you could do goblet squats one day, you could do jumping squats another day and stuff like that. So my only experience with it is just people not liking certain movements only because they don't like them. Um, but then again, you know, I haven't been, I haven't gotten the chance to program a full week or two or three yet. So once we open and the questions start pouring in, maybe, maybe I'll have a <laughs> for that, but yeah. I think there's a, there's a large portion of, you know, people don't quite understand how much time, effort, thought goes into, into programming. I mean, that is, that can easily get to be one of the most time consuming tasks that you have when you're operating the gym and, you know, Luke and and Monroe are really detailed guys as far as the programming goes. So um, there's, there's certainly a purpose, you know, behind everything, everything that we're going to go do. So if you guys do have questions, um, you know, feel free. I'm sure feel free to ask. You guys can probably go up to either one of them, and they'll be able to tell you the purpose behind that. You know, um, I know for me in the past, when I would look at programming and I would say, you know, I didn't like something or I felt, you know, 
one, there, there was this conception that like if something like wasn't sexy, like it didn't have like a high level gymnastics or a barbell in it or something like that, that I, I would just be like, eh, I don't know if I want to go to that today. Yeah. which is really dumb because the hardest workout that I've ever done in my life was probably 20.1. And that had a light barbell and burpees. Oh, that was, Hey Monroe, you like that one? Right? <laughs> Dude, let's not, let's not talk about it. Let's <laughs> not talk. I think on the last podcast we brought that up. So sorry for bringing that up twice Monroe, but I, I had that, I had that view, you know, where if it didn't, if it didn't like look cool. Um, you know, I didn't think it was going to be a good workout, which is so silly, you know? And some, some other suggestions that I would make it if it's a workout where you take a look at it and you're like, eh, maybe I don't want to do that or I don't want to do a sit-up. You know, for me, I'm sit-ups are the bane of my existence. That's probably something you should go ahead and tackle. Yeah, I think like, you know, the, the quickest thing I could say about it is the workouts are going to be difficult if you push yourself. Like if you push yourself and make them hurt, you don't have to. You know, it's your 30 minutes. You can do what you want. But if you push yourself, none of them are going to be easy. And like Monroe said, it's going to be safe. You know, you're not going to do toes to bar one day, 50 toes to bar one day, and, you know, 100 pull-ups the next day. We don't want people tearing hands, you know, and then not coming to the gym for a few days. So going to keep it safe and make it so you can make it hurt every single day if you want. Yeah. Well, cool. All right, you guys. Well, and then it brings us all back to, you know, what's, you know, what's the purpose behind programming and come to Verity there, there guys? Let's get fitter, faster, and stronger. Have fun doing it. Oh, yeah. You know, lose weight, look good naked. Yeah. Get fit, be healthy, have fun. When it starts to feel like a chore, you know, I listened to your guys' uh, nutrition podcast last week, and I'm, I'll be the first to admit I don't know as much about nutrition as I probably should, but in my experience, you know, I hate the word diet. or Whenever something starts to feel like a chore, it's not going to last. So, you know, as long as it's fun, you know, then we're, then we're making it work for sure. Yeah. I love it guys. Well, cool. Uh, we'll leave, we'll leave programming episode one there. I mean, we could, we could dive into all sorts of rabbit holes, you know, all over the place and we'll certainly do that in the future. So closing thoughts here, guys. No, I'm just super excited. Uh, super excited for these next couple of weeks. We're kind of in this weird limbo state. Um, you know, and in, in a few months, I think, you know, things will be kind of smoothed out and, we'll be in a groove and you know, I can't, I can't wait to, uh, to just get back and do all these, uh, awesome workouts that Luke has for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm excited. I, yeah, uh, same here guys. Cool. Looking forward to the feedback from it. So, you know, I, there's going to be some bad stuff and you know, I'll, I'll take that and to consideration. <laughs> it's going to be good. All right, guys. Well, thanks for stopping by the full send podcast. If you guys are listening and enjoying the content, please hit the five star button on Apple Podcasts. You guys can also email us at info at thefullsendpodcast.com. You can also follow our social media at thefullsend.podcast. Luke, Monroe, thanks guys. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you. Talk to you later.